with another episode of On The Line. I'm your host, Estee Lalonde, and today we're going to be talking a little more seriously than we have in our past episodes. Today we're going to be discussing all things birth control. I am always just very confused about birth control. There are so many different types. They all work in different ways. How do you know which one is best for you? I'll be interviewing Dr. Tina Pierce. She is an actual doctor who is going to tell me some real things about birth control and get ready to listen to me just discover a lot of things about birth control. Hello? But before we start, let's take a quick break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to On the Line with me, Estée Lalonde. Today we are talking all about contraception, the pill, and just general vagina stuff with Dr. Tina Pierce. First of all, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the industry that you're in? Okay, well, thank you very much for inviting me. It's a real pleasure to be here. Um, I'm a consultant in contraception and reproductive health, and I'm also a menopause specialist. But I started my life as a GP. So when I qualified, which was an awfully long time ago in 1983, um, I thought I wanted to be a GP, and I did my GP training, and I did general practice for seven years part-time whilst I had my three children. And during that time, I concentrated more and more on women's health. And then um, when my my youngest daughter was one, uh, she, and she's now 25, um, we, I decided that I would just concentrate on contraception and reproductive health. And then in uh, 1996, I became a consultant in that area. Um, and then I was the head uh, clinician for contraception in Surrey for 24 years, which was fantastic. And we built a fantastic team of people together. And we brought down the teenage pregnancy rate year on year, which was amazing. Um, and and, uh, and I'm more recently, I'm a menopause specialist and I work at the Chelsea Westminster Hospital um, once a fortnight and doing a big menopause clinic there where we also see women who have premature ovarian insufficiency um, and therefore have gone through a premature menopause. Um, and that can happen even in their 20s, 30s and early 40s. Wow. So it's all it's been a fantastic journey. I love what I do. Absolutely love what I do. Wow. Uh, it's been a great privilege to help women. What draws you to women's health so specifically? Well, I think because I want women to be empowered. 
I want them to be empowered with knowledge and information so that they can make the right decisions for themselves. And so often, there are so many myths and misperceptions out there, it's really difficult for people to know where there are good, reliable sources of information and then what is the best thing to do for themselves. Um, and I simply think that for a woman to be able to control her fertility, which is one of the most precious gifts she's got, and she needs to look after it, but she also wants to control it so that she is able to have children if she wants them, when she wants them, with whom she wants them, and how many she wants. And this is very important in a woman's life because, uh, you know, if we want equality and we want women to be in the workforce and to have an equal opportunity, then they need to be able to control their fertility. Okay. Wow. So guys, you're probably listening right, right now thinking, okay, I'm about to get some real knowledge. And you are right, because we are going to be talking about all the different types of contraception. And that's what I want to kind of delve into first. So we all know the pill, IUD. Yeah. What Can you kind of talk about each thing, the pros okay. and cons? And I'm just going to okay. sit here and listen okay. and take it in. So we want to encourage women to use methods that are really going to work for them. Now, in 1961, the combined pill was introduced. And this was revolutionary for women. It absolutely revolutionized what they could do. Well, that's about really their fertility. not that long ago. No, it's what 55 years ago. What was before 1961? <laughs> uh, condoms, withdrawal. That, withdrawal? Yes. <laughs> that's mad. Not to be recommended at all. When I hear that yeah. from a guy, I'm like, bro, it's a no from me. Absolutely. <laughs> and no one should be agreeing to that. So you can have a lot of fun in the bedroom without having penetrative sex if you have not got contraception sorted. Okay, okay. So that's, you know, an important message for people to have as well. Right. Don't let your, uh, your body rule your mind. This is something okay. I'm trying to learn. Yes. <laughs> but, but can I just ask about, so the pill came in 1961, and why was the pill created for women? Was there not okay. an opportunity for it to be created for a man? It's or? much more complicated to, to control a man's fertility. Okay. In fact, the implant, uh, the contraceptive implant that goes in under the skin, that is a very good contraceptive, a long-acting reversible method of contraception for women that lasts for three years, and many, many women love that because it is a fit-and-forget method. They don't have to think about it. And if it suits them, then they are really happy that they cannot get pregnant for three years. Um, but if you give that to a man, it will also stop him making um, sperm, but it will also reduce his testosterone levels. So as well as that, he would have to take testosterone injections every three months. And very, very few men are going to um, use something or even consider using something that means that they have it, it threatens their, their, you know, their maleness, their masculinity mm -hmm. and their health because their testosterone levels would drop. So it's been very difficult to find something that uh, will sort men out mm -hmm. from a contraceptive point of view. Also, many women, when you ask them if they would rely on their partner to use contraception, they say no, they would rather be in the driving seat themselves because, let's face it, we're the ones who have to bear the brunt of the pregnancy, yeah. the change in lifestyle that that entails. An awful lot of men run 100 miles in the opposite direction yeah. when they find out that their partner is pregnant, sadly. Yeah. And there's an awful lot of good ones out there, obviously, who will stick by you, mm -hmm. but not necessarily. Well, that's a conversation for another day, for sure. But... <laughs> Um, okay, let's. Can we just talk about um, hormonal contraception yes, versus non-hormonal? Okay, so broadly speaking, there are two groups, and you you can divide contraception up into 
various different ways. But certainly hormonal and non-hormonal is a very good way of doing it. So if we talk about the non-hormonal ones first, that would include things like condoms, um, the um, diaphragm, Okay. Uh, which is not so well used now, okay. not very popular. And also the copper intrauterine device is a non-hormonal method of contraception. Let's discuss that. Okay. So, oh God, okay. I'm, okay. That's, well, that's how I feel about it. Okay. So an awful <laughs> lot of women will choose to have a copper intrauterine device. It is a long-acting reversal method. You can have devices that last five years or 10 years, give fantastic contraception. The failure rate is just slightly more than one in 2,000, which is amazing, okay? okay? The, it's also important because the um, typical use failure rate and perfect use failure rate are identical, all right? Because it's not reliant on any compliance on the woman's part, she doesn't have to remember to take anything or do anything. Once it's fitted, she can just get on with her life. Right. And it's literally working for her 24-7. Now, if you compare that to a short-acting reversible method of contraception, such as the combined pill, there are different failure rates. There's a, there's a perfect use failure rate of about 0.3%. So if women use it perfectly, taking every pill on time, exactly when they should, and they don't get stomach upsets, et cetera, et cetera, then the perfect use failure rate is about 0.3%. However, typical use failure rate of the combined pill is 9%, okay. which is really high. So that is virtually 10% failure rate. Right. And if you consider that most young women in the under 30 who have the highest fertility are using the combined pill for their contraception, possibly because they think that's all they can use and they think that's the best thing for young women, mm -hmm. so they haven't considered everything properly. That method has a typical use failure rate of 9%, which is very, very high. Okay, so back to this copper thing. Okay. Okay, okay. so how does that get inserted and talk okay. me through the process. Is it painful? That's what scares me. Okay. So the copper devices, you can get some very small copper devices. Um, it has to be inserted using a speculum. So mm -hmm. just like when somebody has a smear, we pop a speculum into the vagina so we can see the cervix. And then it's loaded on a special introducer, which is like a straw, mm -hmm. and that's passed through the cervical canal, and then the device opens up inside, and the straw is withdrawn, and it leaves the device floating in the cavity. Then there are threads that come from the device, and we cut those to about two centimeters, so that, obviously, it, you can check that it's still there by feeling the threads, and when it comes to removal, it's very easy to take it out. We literally get hold of the threads, say, one, two, three, cough, and pull it out. It's like a collapsing umbrella. Out it comes, and it's over and, you know, out and sorted. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I kind of forgot this was a call-in show. Mm. So um, <laughs> we've got to get our first question. It's just so fascinating listening to you. Let's hear that first question right away. Hello? Hi, Estee. My name's Eleanor. I'm 24 and from Melbourne, Australia. My question is, what are your thoughts on the effectiveness of the fertility awareness method as an alternative to hormonal contraceptives? Okay. What is this? These apps? Is that what she's talking yes. about? Yes. Okay. Yes, she is. She's talking about apps and changes in cervical mucus and temperature that occur during right. the normal cycle. Um, that can work for some people. Uh, you have to be very, very vigilant. Yeah. And 
unfortunately, it can throw you a curved ball occasionally yes. so that you're not expecting to ovulate when you ovulate. I personally know two people who have had okay. unplanned pregnancies. Okay. I personally would not use no. it, but I mean, I no. would never tell anybody what no. to use and what not to use or anything no. like that, but no. it does seem... We have an absolutely infertile phase in our monthly cycle. Um, and so if you take the... Um, the shortest your cycle ever is, and you can work out, sorry, the longest your cycle ever is, and you can work out when you therefore are generally ovulating, and you add a few days. For the last few days of your cycle, you can have unprotected sex because you're not going to, and especially if you've got signs that you know you've ovulated. Mm -hmm. But it's it's very hit and miss. You know, people can be ill and that can throw them. Right. People, when they travel on airplanes, sometimes that throws their hormones out. Oh, really? So, yes, it can do. So it's, it. I wouldn't rely on it personally. Right. Hello? Hey, Estee. I'm so glad that you're taking questions about birth control because it's a pretty big topic. Um, a few years ago, I had an IUD, um, and that was the first birth control I ever had. And within a few months of getting it, I had put on 40 pounds. And a few months after that, I had developed an ovarian cyst that I had to have removed surgically. So I guess what I'd like you to talk about is the side effects of birth control. I think a lot of girls out there think that birth control is a quick fix and um, they're not aware of like what exactly it does to your body and how it changes your hormones and that the side effects associated with it are very real. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so that's a really interesting question. I would like to talk about the side effects of different types of birth control. I personally have never gained weight from taking no. a different type of no. pill. And depression, is that another side effect? There are different women can report different things. So we have to acknowledge that we're all individual and we will all respond to the same thing in a different way. So in all the studies, every method of birth control, apart from the depot injections, which we haven't yet talked about, um, are weight neutral. Okay. So in all the studies, the women did not put on excessive weight, whether they're on the combined pill, the implant, the intrauterine system, the copper IUD, etc. However, However, one can never say never and one can never say always in medicine because everybody is so individual and people have their own risk factors, they have their own genetics, their own family history and so on. And therefore, if a woman comes and sees me and says, look, I have put on a lot of fluid and I'm feeling very bloated with this pill, then I absolutely take it as red that it doesn't suit her, and then we try something else. Um, and some pills, some types of progestion can cause fluid retention, and therefore people do put on weight, but then they lose it when, it, when they come off it. Mm -hmm. The depot injection is the one thing that does make them put on weight, and that one has to be used with caution. It's a three-monthly injection. It's a very high dose. It would contracept an elephant. I mean, it's a really big dose of hormone. Having said that, for some, some women swear by it. They okay. love it. They go every three months, they have an injection, they, they become, you know, no periods, and they don't have to think about it. It's very effective contraception, and it suits them very, very well. But all the studies show that women with time will generally put on weight with the depot, maybe four kilograms, up to four kilograms, quite a lot. That is quite a lot. Um, and so, therefore, one has to treat it with caution. Also, it does lower your estrogen 
because it's such a large dose of progesterone, it can lower the estrogen production by your ovaries. And therefore, um, sometimes women show signs of low estrogen when they're on the depot, such as vaginal dryness. Um, and, um, and also their bones get a little bit thinner, but it stabilizes after about six months. And when they come off the depot, it rebounds back to normal bone density. So it still has its place, but we have to, it's horses for courses. Hold the line, there's more after this. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Another side effect to talk about would be cysts, intrauterine systems, because they're progestogen. Progestogen methods like the implant, like the IUS, uh, like the mini pill, can increase um, ovarian cysts. But usually they're functional cysts, which means they're nothing nasty or serious, and they disappear. So if somebody had a scan and it showed a cyst, if they were scanned two months later, it would have gone. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sorry to hear about, um, uh, about Emily, Emily's um, experience. Some of that may have been, and I hate to suggest this, but it may have been coincidence. It's very difficult to know whether she was going to have that response. She doesn't say whether the IUD was a copper one or a hormonal one. Now, if it was a copper one, the copper does not cause weight increase um, or cysts. So it's more likely that she had an intrauterine system with a bit of hormone in it. And maybe for her, it caused a lot of fluid retention and it, it caused the functional cysts. Um, so, you know, we can't, as I say, I'm not poo-pooing it, and it's absolutely serious and something that has to be kept an eye on. Mm-hmm. But the vast majority of women who use that method have no side effects whatsoever, okay. and it helps their PMS, and, they, you know, their periods become light and short and pain-free mm-hmm. and so on. 
So can we talk about the morning after pill? <laughs> yes, we're getting all over the place. I know here. we are, but <laughs> it's just so bad. I just yes. cannot help it because I have only taken it once in my life, and I was all wound up about it. I was freaking out, and yes. it was. I was just like, literally, thought I was going to be pregnant. Yeah. What is it really bad for your body to take the morning after pill? It's not really bad for your body. It just doesn't work very effectively. Really? Yes. I know some people so, who literally use well, that as contraception. They should not be because the failure rate is really very high with it. Okay. So there are two types of hormonal postcoital contraception. One is called Levanel, and that one we've had around for years and years and years, and it only works slightly more than a placebo. So it's not very effective, okay? So the other one is called Ella-1, and that is more effective because it can actually delay ovulation. So if you take it before you think you've ovulated after the unprotected sex, it will delay ovulation and therefore it, will, it is more likely to work. Okay. But the best thing to have inserted is the copper intrauterine device. Interesting. And that works 99.9% .9 of the time. Hello. Hi, my name's Hope Bell. Um, I'm 26 years old from Birmingham in England. Um, my question is, I've had lots of different pills um, from the age of 16. The one I'm on currently called Cerazet. I don't have a break. Um, I don't have periods. And I just kind of wanted to know, is that normal? Is that okay? It feels very strange that I don't have any signs like sore boobs or anything like that so when I do want to try for children in the future is this going to impact my ovulation or um, how fertile my eggs are thank you so um, the, the Cerazet pill is a mini pill. So it's a progestogen only pill, but it thinks it's a combined pill and it stops you ovulating. So in this case, Hope is not ovulating with this pill. And some women, about 30% of women who are on this pill have no periods like her or very, very light, short bleeds. So that is just the way her body is responding. It's making the endometrium very thin and very stable. So she's not bleeding. Okay. It doesn't mean there's any particular impact on her future fertility. In fact, it can be argued that by not ovulating, she's saving her eggs. Okay. okay. So she's keeping her eggs and she's going to have more there when she needs them. Does it work like that? It does actually, yes. You're born, when, when you're a little fetus in your mother's uterus, you have millions and millions of eggs. And by the time you're born, some of them have gone already. So they start to diminish from from then. Wow. Yes. And that's why your mother's health impacts on the um, quality of your eggs. Oh. So, the, you know, the grandchildren that are made for that mother will be impacted by her health when she was pregnant with, with wow. that generation. Who then have, so she influences the next generation after her oh my children. Yeah, amazing. Wow. So this is really important. So, you know, you want healthy mothers. Yeah. You, not that you can choose them, but um, so when you are pregnant, you want to be as healthy as you possibly right. can be. Doctors don't say that for no reason. No, that's right. Exactly. Because you're going to be making your children and the next generation. Right. The eggs that will be used for your grandchildren. Oh, that's interesting. All right. Yeah. For mm. those of you listening, I've been on Yasmin, which is a type of birth control since I was 17. And I think that's why I have been so nervous to change because I do, I've just always been on it. Mm. And I'm kind of scared if I try something else, is that going to affect me? And it has been so great for my skin. Mm -hmm. And I don't really get PMS that badly. 
Um, so that's, I think, why I'm a little bit nervous, but I think the mm -hmm. three-year thing is really appealing to me in this current... Do you get symptoms in the week off? Um, and that's another reason to reduce the number of weeks off and the length of the week off, because mostly women get symptoms when they're on the pill mm -hmm. in the week off. Yes. Like, such as headaches, moodiness, feeling yes. a bit flat and so on, because you're missing the hormones. Okay. You've stopped taking them for that week. And so your body's missing that extra bit of estrogen and so on. And that's why we suggest... Again, another reason why we suggest to take it more continuously. Take two or three packets in a row and then a four-day break. And That's you won't so get those symptoms. There you go. I hope so, that um, helped. You know, there's a lot of misperceptions out there and myths. Well, I think that's part of, you know, what why I wanted to do this episode because there is just so much to know yes. and you really don't really know where to look and you're hearing things from mm. one friend and you're talking to another friend and then your mom's telling you one thing and yeah. it's all over the place. Yes, and there are some awful websites out there mm -hmm. which have such terrible things yeah. about different very good methods. So it's, you know, one has to be careful what you look at. Yeah, do you have any websites that you recommend? Yes, there's a, an excellent one called your-life.com Com. Okay. And that has got very accurate information about all the methods of contraception. It's also very good for healthcare professionals. There's an, an area for healthcare professionals. Um, and there's a lot of information on there, such as um, counseling tools for women, for them to use with their patients, um, PowerPoint presentations that they can um, use, download for free, and use in lectures and teaching sessions. Um, and it's fantastic. So the, I'm a member of this intragroup, which is a global group of experts in intrauterine contraception and we've been formed for about six and a half years and we've done research and written articles and had things published on intrauterine contraception to try and break down these myths mm -hmm. and misperceptions that are believed by an awful lot of healthcare professionals. Wow. Yeah. Well, I have learned so much from you and I think I'm about to make a change in my life. So I thank you for that. <laughs> it's been so interesting talking to you. Thank you so much for it's being here. It's a complete here. pleasure. Thank complete you. pleasure. Thank you. That was like information overload, but also really, really interesting. I know I learned a lot of stuff from this episode. I just think birth control is one of those things that we don't talk about enough. Personally speaking, I will talk to some of my girlfriends about it, but it's kind of like, what are you on? What are you on? Cool, cool, what is that like? Cool, all right. You, like, you never really get anywhere. And I really do think it's important to start talking about birth control more openly, more honestly, and just kind of hearing about different experiences. And, you know, one thing I've definitely learned from this episode is that not everything works the same for everybody. What works for me might not work for you. As always, please share your experiences and thoughts on this episode using the hashtag on the line. You can post about it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you want to do it. We would love it if you would give the show a review. And if you like the show, share it with your friends. You know, the more the merrier. Make sure you come back next week. We have new episodes every hump day. That's Wednesday. So I will be in your ears then. Hello? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 